With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Dream Team Tonic Podcast. I'm your host, Chet James, as uh, Tony is off watching his beloved Blackburn Rovers. Uh, tonight, as usual, we have Ben. Are you there, Ben? I'm here, mate. You okay? Yeah, all good. And um, joining us for our transfer special, we have two special guests. Fergie, as usual. Are you there, mate? I'm there, buddy. Thanks for having me on again. No worries. And um, we've also got, uh, last but not definitely not least, um, Paul McNulty. Um, a multidisciplinary and uh, fancy football guru. So uh, um, we're going to kick off with some uh, questions for Paul, so if anyone that doesn't know him. Um, great to have, have you on, mate. Um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners will know you from the Sky 3 for 1 pod that you do with Fergie. I believe you were just recording that before you came on air, actually. We have done, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and you're uh, you're flying high in sky this year, I see, in first and third position, with Fergie right behind you in fourth. Yeah, as Fergie likes to say, I've been lucky this season. <laughs> lucky I, I lucky bastard, I think. I think is the word. <laughs> ben did mention he said that on the last pod. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel I feel like a bit of an imposter getting uh, getting asked on here. I know that I do play multi multi formats and. And Fergie and I do the other podcast, Nip and a Half, that covers off the addition of each of the points and each of the games and then compare the totals against one another. But you have got me on for my worst uh, my, my worst <laughs> format and play. So, Well, I'm sure your, your general football knowledge must be top-notch. Um, doing so well in the other games. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the um, Nip and a Half pod you do? Because um, that does have some dream team in it. Yeah, so um, Fergie and I have become good friends from doing the the three for one pod, and I've, I've met in person quite a few times now as well. Um, we like a banter type approach, and I kind of got that friendship, that social uh, working club type um, pub banter conversations outside of the, the podcast that we do, and we often went on. 15, 20 minutes prior to going on air for the for the three for one pod and talked about the other other formats as well. So Telegraph, FPL and Dream Team talked about how our teams did the previous week, what, what we're thinking about transfer-wise the following week. So when Fergie was up in Scotland, we, we chatted about potentially doing a banter-style podcast that was um, look a, a look across multi-format, but, but keeping it quite low depth but more high level and thought that we could run uh, with the totals from each of the games because we don't do captaincies in dream team and telegraph we had a look at overall points totals from previous seasons what, what it took to win the game and applied multipliers on on two of the games as well so that we could even out and um, kind of pro rata the points so that we're getting roughly a quarter of the points per game uh, adding up the totals and then at the end of the season the loser will pay for the winner to come to their home city whilst they wine and dine them for for a day. Oh right, uh, who's in who's in line for for paying for the flights and dinners and stuff at the moment? Then, well, interestingly enough, I said that Dream uh, Dream Team is my worst game, but I'm absolutely destroying fair game. At this. <laughs> Look, I'm, sh- I'm sure Paul sets these up. He, s- he sets things up to say how bad he is at things, right? And then I've got to then come on after and say, oh, we know Paul said he's having a bad season. I mean, I'm even nervous when he, he does it on purpose. He sets it up, but yeah. But there was a there was a quote where we're talking about what how would you rate your seasons in each of the games out of ten, and Fergie said for his his dream team season, I think it was like five or something. I was like, 
you're calling your season a five. I would say that I'm having a five and I'm 90 points ahead of you. So <laughs> Loves it. Lo- loves loves make me feel uh, low of the low. But but no, I, th- I think the context, about, about Christmas time or after, what was it, after the World Cup, you were about 140 points ahead of me. And now I think you're about between 35 and 40. So it's very, very tight now. And uh, one one swing can mean everything. So it's so it's good. But yeah, I definitely don't want him in you know him in my house. I have to fly him down and uh, go go and wine and dine in. We'll be down the Labour Club and have a kebab, mate. I can assure you that we won't be going to <laughs> any nice restaurants, anything like that. Uh, welcome to the pod, Paul. Um, how did you get into fantasy football, and what was your first experience? Uh, I played the old uh, newspaper one. I think it was like Shoot Magazine, or it was like either that or Match. One of the one of the old, yeah. um, old ones. And I used to play the Scottish Sun game as well for the uh, the Scottish Premier League. Albeit Henrik Larsson was like half your budget used up immediately when you brought him into the team, and then when Chris Boyd done really well at Rangers, that was another. It was almost like twenty million budget. And I think that the two players took up seventeen million when you were picking them in. Uh, together, but yeah, that was that was my first um, first experience was that along with the, the Shooter Match magazine, can't remember which, but back back when Shearer um, Shearer was playing, um, possibly his earlier Newcastle like earlier days at Newcastle, just after he'd signed from from Blackburn for was it 15 million, I think it was at the time. So that that was my first experience, although um, yeah, using the phone and uh, dialing up uh, with all the charges. Um, after my mum seen the first couple of bills, I was relegated. <laughs> relegated and minimum, I could do minimum transfers throughout the season, so didn't have much much joy out of it. And then I really got into FPL. I think probably about twelve or thirteen seasons ago. Um, played that, and um, I was playing poker one night in live in person, and someone had said they'd set up a sky league for um for the for the the bowling club where I play poker and that was my first season in Sky. I think that was about ten or eleven seasons ago. The season when Michu um first mm. up scene was my was, was my first Sky season. And then in terms of Telegraph and Dream Team, I probably played those for about five or six seasons now each. So how many plays could you pick from Rangers and Celtic in the Scottish one? Um I don't know that there was a limit on how many Rangers or Celtic players were, but the fact that all of them were expensive, like like at least double the price of any other teams. Um, mm. Say as soon as you picked Larson, it was pretty difficult to to make up a team. Stephen Hamill from Motherwell, I always had him in my team because um, he was always quite cheap and, and and often got assists from left back. Cool. Uh, how was your dream team season going going this year? <laughs> um, not, 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 I'm just not Fergie. Fergie. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it's gone particularly well at all. I think I'm around about four thousandth. Um, and yeah, I, I always seem to have a slow start, do really well at Christmas time, and then kind of plateaued. I wanted to keep up the momentum that I'd picked up over Christmas and started hammering into transfers early in the month to knowing that I had to gamble, but. With that comes the risk of picking up injuries and, and such like, as as has done this month with uh, Nathan Aki. Yeah, it's been a lot of injuries this month. Um, any high finishes in Dream Team? I finished uh, in the top 100. I think it was a season you won at Fergie, I think. It was, I finished, yeah. yeah, finished in the top 100. That, I was, that, I was yeah. helping you. <laughs> <laughs> he was copying my team, just not closely enough. Well, that, that was... I've not put... I didn't put much effort into ten team, like setting up a ten teams this season. I, I did, but then um, after one or two weeks, I, I um, just focused on the team that I'd entered in a, in a few leagues. Um, but the season I did finish in the top hundred was one of the ones where I started off with a block defense. That block defense done really well in the first month, and then just just picked up the momentum for there. I think my experience in Dream Team is it's really hard to make up ground because of the price changes are so vast like in other formats like telegraph and sky there is no price changes so you don't need to worry about that fpl there is but i feel that you get crushed more in in dream team quicker you have to react quicker use your transfers up and then even in the first month um to try and make the, the price gains and and not fall yeah. too far behind um and, and the swings are the swings are bigger than any other format i would say 
how do you um find find the time and uh cope with playing multiple uh, fantasy football games I've got a very very understanding girlfriend because uh, I've got a 10 month old at home and I've got a, a, a jo- like a, um, a job which uh, takes up a lot of time and a lot of thinking space as well so what what's been good for me in a sense uh, I, I gave up playing football um, I, I played amateur football for almost 20 years I gave up that uh, about three or four years ago now and um, even five asides and seven asides, I was picking up small injuries and, uh, and um, around two or three years ago, and I've given up that as well. So I've got a dog, so I take the dog out, and when I when I walk the dog, that's when I sit and like look and do my my transfer um, planner and um, think about it then. So yeah, a combination of having a really really understanding partner, and um, and that's that's my main hobby outside of um, outside the work and such. Doesn't your household come to a standstill, Paul, an hour an hour before the deadline each day? So on, yeah, so so like well, Sky's Sky's the main game that I play in, in yeah. my, my main focus. And yeah, any any anyone that plays Sky will know that you get to make a captaincy change on a calendar day, and therefore there's a lot of thinking goes on the hour before the first kickoff of that day. And um, yeah, I've sometimes had to block out in our joint diary to say okay, I can't be talked in this in that, in that hour in case in case something drops on team news and I need to make a like Man City is always the one when when a Man City team sheet drops and there's something like left field or the player that I was going to captain is there or the transfer I was going to make and players not in there or or the player that I own is in there I have to rethink of a plan pretty quickly so. Um, yeah, there's a there's a period of an hour's grace before kickoff on a Saturday. Yeah, I totally understand uh, because I play Sky as well. It's a nightmare, nightmare, especially when you're trying to do ten teams in Dream Team. <laughs> yeah, do, do you guys do ten ten teams as well? Yeah, yeah, I'm about down to eight now, but um, you, a lot of people are down to like f- four or five teams now, aren't they? So, yeah. They, like throw away a few teams when you've got no chance of winning anything, but you still got like monthly monthly prizes as well to be able to win in. Uh, you can win the PlayStation uh, and Dream Team as well. You win the monthly. I think wow. a couple of boys in our Discord are doing really well in the top ten at the moment. Might win a play PS Five. Ah, nice. I play um, I play draft and I play a few spreadsheet uh, run games on the side as well. So. <laughs> I do have that on top of the the, the, the four formats that I play. So, um, yeah, managing the 10 teams and what, five and Telegraph, I think you're allowed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had I had considered doing the monthly run with the third team in Sky, but I knew that it would take up to... There's only so much um, bandwidth that I've got to, to think about. So, Paul, um, first of all, can you explain the um, your team name? It seems to be um, named after a um, a magazine. It was named after Roy Walker. Um, so remember, it was at Crosswits was the show that he did uh, daytime TV, and he always got called the housewife's favourite. And one, t- someone called me at, at work one time, and then I was doing an XL-based fantasy football league with work, and I needed to think of a team name, and I couldn't think of something witty, and it just came in reference that day, and I named it. And I'm quite happy now using the same team name, so I don't need to think about any seasons. I don't need to put a pun in there. Um, yeah, so it's stuck, and I use it in every format as well. Okay. But Roy Walker was the inspiration. <laughs> and uh, do you want to take us through your team and um, let us know if you've? Well, I was going to say let us know if you've got any transfer plans, but you you might not want to tell us if um, with Fergie on on the line as well. I don't. He hasn't got any plans because he spunked all his transfers. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, uh, well, th- this is this, this is the transfer special. Don't forget. So. Oh, for May, for May, for May. Yeah. So. Um, um, I'll leave it up to you whether you how much information you provide on uh, on your on no, your, that, on that, your that's plan. It's absolutely fine. I'm I'm quite open with like Sky. I don't do team reviews or anything like that, but I'm pretty open about like the moves I'm going to make. And I always think that if people are interested enough to listen to podcasts that we're on and talk about it, then they deserve to get some insight. Although I don't know how much I'd provide from from the Dream Team format. Um, my team just now is De Gea and Goals. I don't think that I'll be moving them on. I know that Man United's got a lot of fixture volume in May. They've got the cup final as well, which I expect them to play at the start. It's either at the end of May or start of June. I think it's the start of June. Um, so I, I don't think I'll be moving him on. Um, 
In defence, I've got Akanji, Aki and Diaz. Um, I'll be likely moving Aki on unless he's back uh, playing for City next week. I think I might just move up, like do a, an easy straight swap to Stones start off the month. What I tend to do, and I do this in every format, is think about if I was going to do a wild card or an overhaul or whatever term that you want to use for the format you're playing, um, what would my team look like? And I often try and make transfers slowly, progressively, and a daisy or daisy chain type moves to get to that position. Um, and I try and do the same with dream team as well, albeit it's a bit more difficult. Um, so I think that that would be my optimal team just now would be to hang goals and then I'll block city defence. Um, so so moving Aki onto Stones is something that I'd, I'll likely do um, with one of my first moves. In midfield just now, I've got Saka. So Arsenal's fixtures are really good, um, even though they don't have the fixture volume. It's one of those ones where um, I'd like to get Mares in, but I don't know that keeping Saka for a little while still might be sensible and then perhaps making that move later on in the month. Um, I don't want to be in a position like I was in this month where I've used all my transfers at the start and any injuries or, or fixture gain opportunities come at the end of the month and I can't take advantage of those. Um, I'm happy with my other three midfielders, so Bruno, De Bruyne, pen, pending injury update on De Bruyne, but um, if he's back playing midweek or, or at the weekend, um, he'll be our mainstay for me. And then Grealish as well, who did really well for me as soon as I brought him into the team this month. Um, although I think Mares has kind of outscored him now, even though Grealish was was pegging him to, to begin with. And then up front, I have Rashford, Haaland and Kane. I, I think Salah or Kane for the third striker spot. Um, they both got four games in May, um, so they don't have the extra fixture volume, but I'm pretty happy with one or the other, and I'm, and I'm happy with Rashford as well. So, um, yeah, the one move that I'm looking to make to start next month would be Aki to Stones, um, maybe Saka to, to Mares um, as a potential second. The others I'm pretty happy to hold on to the end of the month. There's not, if I understand the rules correctly, <laughs> um, there's not going to be a, a fixture drop, uh, a transfer drop for June. So we're going to have the FA Cup final and the Champions League final if, if City reached that, um, I'll yep. be there as well. So um, I'd be looking to keep a couple of transfers back so that I could get the extra fixtures at the end of the month as well. So so one and a half transfers penned in for the start of the month. Cool. Thanks for that. Um, so th- we're going to move straight into the listener questions because Paul might have to leave the, the pod slightly early. So And we'll do the, the other team, team updates at the end. Um, first question up is Connor. Um, what is the one thing you can take away from this season to help you improve your ranks next season? P.S. I also want to take an opportunity to thank Thurgy and Paul for the Three for One podcast. It's my first season playing Sky and listening to their pod every week has really helped me get to grips with it. I have a current rank of 1.1k and seven transfers left, so I'm buzzing with that. Couldn't have done it without the pair of them. So thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, I've played Connor. Hell of a season. Hell of a first season. <clears throat> so, what do you think, Fergie? Um, any takeaways from this season that you'll be implementing next year to sort of... Um, yeah, I think it's, it's it's obviously easy in hindsight, but the defence this year is just... just it, killed, it killed my season. You know, in previous seasons, Chelsea defence, you know, as a prime example, Liverpool defence, Man City defence... They've, they've always been really, really strong. But I think I was probably a bit slow to react to the Newcastle and Arsenal sort of bandwagon. Um, and I've I've done it I've done it before. In the in the Mares and Vardy season, I didn't own them in either format all season because I was just convinced they can't keep it going. I, I, I'm very much like a... I am like a data person, but I bought, I'm also a big believer in, in like regression in terms of things will go back to as they were and mm. I think the whole dynamic of the Premier League has changed quite a lot since Covid in terms of the kind of managers we're getting in now in terms of um, the quality of some of the strikers who take away a lot of the clean sheets with an odd, you know, with an odd goal in terms of the way that some of the teams are playing not understanding how much you know, just for example losing Mane would affect Liverpool and um, you know and things so I think for me my key learning is 
probably learning to react a little bit better to a change in trend rather than just go with what I kind of think is is set in stone every year and it, it will happen. Mm. So um, I think, yeah, I, th- I think that's mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite similar to that, to that sort of thought process in, in many ways. I, I remember Yara not getting on Yaya Torre one, one year because like, he's never going to keep this up. And Ramsey, wasn't it? That was the season when him and oh, was was it Aaron Ramsey from Arsenal was popping him every week as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Double pivot, like everyone's saying, suggesting oh. that the double pivot, the person in advance of the double pivot shouldn't be returning this. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? Have you got anything you're going to take away from this season into next? Um, definitely uh, concentrate more on building budget at the start of the season. Um, and I have to credit Aman the money man this season, he got his budget up to like 60 million dead quick. <laughs> and uh, he he could basically pick whoever he wanted uh, as you got further into November. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely something I'm going to look at more the next season because mm. um, it'll definitely help it when you want to say if, say if the big hitters do get off to a flyer you want to get as many of them in as you can because you you always start off with uh well if it starts the way if the pricing is the same next season you'll have to start off with your assessing youngs and players like that again at the start of the season so i want to mm. get off them as quickly as possible i don't want to hold on to them as long as i did this year yeah, yeah. Aaron seemed to start with um quite a few sort of mid-price players yeah to, in order to to achieve this budget um, incredible budget that he ended up with. Um, perhaps we'll have to get him on the pod to uh, to to explain his methods in detail. Um, yeah, so that's an interesting one, Ben. Um, Definitely, Paul. Anything that you're going to take into next season from this one? I always look at the League Cup fixtures at the start of the season, and they're always always to my detriment in the dream team. Mm. Um, so I'm going to try and avoid looking at that and, and messing around with one or two transfers there and instead um, yeah, try, try and move on to players that I know that I'm going to be holding for a few months, like for two or three months um, that I've done well the previous week. So both to help build up the budget, but also longer term planning um, and, and try and avoid that. Both, both seasons, players that I've expected to play in the League Cup for kind of lesser teams and um, in that kind of two, mil- two to two and a half million players uh, Price point in midfield. Um, have ended up not playing the league cup. I think Traore was one couple like last season, the season before. Expected him to do well, and I think Ward Prowse maybe this season or, or last season as well. So something a trap that I feel that I always fall into, and I'm going to try and avoid. Mm, okay, cool. Up next, we've got uh, Dream Team Patrick. Um, from now until the end of the season, what is the template team in your opinions that? Um, is um, money no object? I think he just means what if you had if you had an unlimited budget, who would you go for, um, Ben? Um, so I've gone for a city back three with a city goalkeeper, Edison, Akanji, Stones, and Diaz. Um, midfield: Mares, KDB, Grealish, and Bruno Fernandez. And then up front, I've got Alvarez, Harland, and Rashford. Cool. Fergie, any differences to that one? I imagine we're all going to be fairly similar. Yeah, I do like that. Again, I mentioned them last week. I mentioned them in the last pod, and they've a few of their players have actually done pretty well. I do think West Ham could still have a say. So they've got the they got the extra European fixtures, and they also got home to Leeds straight after on Saturday the twentieth. So um, they've they've got a four for two over a lot of teams apart from City, including including Leeds at home. Yeah. So I still do think there's, they, they, you, know, you know, there are players. Antonio at the moment, for example, seems to be playing really well. Um, Bowen, Paqueta, uh, you know, and players like that. Even the defence, I, th- I think, I, I think they kept a couple of clean sheets um, in April as well. So they're the only ones I would add in as you know a bit of a a potential sprinkling of difference there. But it is obviously very, very hard to look past Man City due to the quality of their team and and their volume of fixtures. Yeah. Anyone, Paul? Anyone that we've not mentioned that um, you you'd have your eye on for that perfect team from now until the end of the season? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think for, for Alvarez, he might be one that 
when you've got the extra games towards the end, so you've got the FA Cup final and you've got the Champions potential Champions League final for, for City that um I'd be quite happy holding Kane and or Salah um yeah. up until then and then and maybe that's a, a transfer that you want to keep back to, to use at that time. But everything I also think De Gea is probably fine for that period. I don't mm-hmm. know if Ederson will play the FA Cup final, so um you'd get one game from, from each in, in June and uh, Man United runs um, coming up is pretty good as well, so so maybe the hail over Ederson, but uh, yeah, I think you kind of throw throw a sheet over the two. Yeah, um, the reason I went for Alvarez is because after Pep's comments of saying that he's got to somehow fit Alvarez in the team from now on uh, with KDB and Haaland, so uh, with like Man City playing double game week all the way through May, I'm just thinking. He's going to get a lot of minutes. Yeah, because Man City could have nine games if they get to the Champions League final. Wow. And you, and Liverpool and Spurs will only have four games. Uh, and usually I would go De Gea, but um, Man United's only got six games to Man City's guaranteed eight. So even if you take the FA Cup final out, that's seven. So it's still one more extra and possible with the Champions League, that's two more extra. So that's the only reason I've gone Edison this month. Um, normally I go De Gea, but Edison doesn't seem to get the ratings, does he either? Because <laughs> he yeah, doesn't have to do anything in Dream Team. Well, the only thing he does is pick the ball out of the net once yeah. every game, doesn't he? I know. <laughs> one chance, one goal. Yep. Yeah, so that's why. I, that's why I went for them. What about you, James? Um. <clears throat> I f- sorry, I was um, I was I was thinking about the next question. So, <laughs> <laughs> crack on, mate. Um, so I think we've covered Walmart Statham's first question. Um, did anyone get a chance to look at um, the different the difference the score outputs from Saka versus um, who had less fixture volume to the, the likes of Grealish or Mars? Yeah, I had a look at it. Okay, so I'll read out the question then. I see quite, from warm-up Statham, I see quite a few of the top players disregarded fixture volume and left Saka in. I would be interested to see how he scores, how he scored versus the most likely replacements of Grealish and Mares through April. Um, What were your findings, Ben? So looking at the um, points scored for last month, um, Saka got nine points overall. Um, he got a two, a minus three, a ten, and a blank. Uh, then Grealish got thirty-three points. Um, 50, he had a fifteen at the start of the month, and then he was three, 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 five, two, two. So steady, but with a, a nice big one at the start. And then Mares, he had a blank, then didn't play. Blank, didn't play. Twenty-eight, uh, blank, and then a five. At the weekend, so he's on thirty-three as well. So you match Grealish just just through getting that hat trick in the one game. <laughs> Run us through the, the the totals then for each of those three players. So Mares thirty-three, Grealish thirty-three, Saka nine. Right. Um, okay. Saka had four games, and Grealish had seven, and Mares played um, five games. Mm. It, fe- it felt like in, in March. It felt like in March that Arsenal and Man United were were popular. They, were, they had a lot yeah. of fixtures. Man United were, they were both still in Europe at that point mm. and uh, had extra fixtures in the league as well. So what I think might have happened and um, at the start of April is that a lot of transfers were used because they knew that the fixture volumes no longer sat with Arsenal and Man United and instead sat with City. And I think Liverpool had extra fixtures this month as well. Mm. So it could be that a lot of transfers were used at the start of the month. And then popular players like Aki and Rashford both got injured as well. Mm. So uh, transfers were again used there. And it, and it could be a case of people just like just like running out of transfers at that point. When... Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you don't mind having Saka in your team because he's like the best player of Arsenal, isn't he? So, and he's on penalties. Yeah. So you, 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 if he's not like a, a must-sell if you've got injuries in your team. Don't agree with that, yeah. Mm. Cool. Dream Team Patrick's up with another question. Um, 
speaking with the lads on Discord, the common wisdom seems to be lumping on City players as the best team and and has because they have the best team and the best fixtures. Um, is that the plan for you guys? And if so, if 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 not, why not? Uh, Fergie, any comments on that one? Yeah, I think I, I think it is the plan. I think it's sadly the way it's panned out with only really Man City remaining in Europe of, of any real viable option. I know I mentioned West Ham, but um, they're the best team. They've got the best players. They've got the most fixtures. <laughs> um, you know, you you can, and, and their team is actually affordable. I'm not sure how much Alvarez is, but I, th- I think you can more or less get an 11, their whole 11 almost. Um, you know, it's, it's, re- it's reasonably affordable. And, I just think if you don't do that, I find it impossible to believe <laughs> that, that you'll finish the season well. And and like like sadly for me, that's the way that Dream Team is finishing this season. You know, in other seasons, there've been other teams in other European finals. You know, we had well, we had Man City, Chelsea, and Man United all in finals a couple of seasons ago. And you know, you had that diversity, but the way it's landed, uh, a full Man City eleven is. Is just the is just the most optimal way to play in in my opinion, and anything else would be going different for different sake. As sad as an answer as that is, it's the yeah. it's the state of the game in say in my opinion. Mm. Anything to add on that one, Paul? Uh, not really. And since Ben was talking about the players earlier on, I've written down Alvarez and Ederson, so that's my not taking <laughs> away from this pod already. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to cost me a trip to bloody Glasgow. Uh, sorry, to <laughs> Edinburgh, mind you know that, Ben, don't you? Sorry, mate. Um, cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we, the, the second part of the question is um, if yes, um, who, who outside of Haaland and KDB do you deem essential? I think, I think the, does anyone agree that the answer is um, <laughs> pretty much. The rest of the team. <laughs> I think so. There's not many decision points. I just, I just saw actually Nathan Ake. Looks like he might be back in training. Mm. Um, so that could be an interesting one. But you know, you you potentially got you know, would you go for someone like um, Gundogan maybe or you know, Mares? You know, he scored the 33 points. Obviously, there was a hat trick in there. Other than that, he didn't. You know, he well, he he barely played by the sound of it. Um, mm. Foden's back as well. Uh, so it's, I, I suppose the only ones is who who do you actually go for? Um, mm. But yeah, I think I think probably De Bruyne, uh, Grealish are probably the ones I would I'd say are, are maybe bankers for the midfield. Obviously, Haaland, Alvarez is a bit of a punt, but he'll definitely get minutes. The defense, the back four is reasonably solid now. Obviously, Edison. So there's like that whole Gundogan versus Mares versus you know. Even like Bernardo Silva, you know, or something like that potentially. But yeah, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, anything to add on that one, Ben? No, pretty much covered it. Um, just like um, you know, our Rodri is a steady player in Sky. He gets you five yeah. points a week. That's what Grealish is like in Dream Team for me. Yeah, he gets the odd assist. Don't really score, but when he does, he'll get fifteen points. This is this is take ons, mm. isn't it? I think I, yeah. I remember Rashford was a couple of seasons ago, even though he was playing awful. He rated every week because he used to get a couple of take ons, and they it's really highly ranked in Dream Team, isn't it? That's well, like Traore was like the only that's it. Adama would be ever buy him, and was like remember like Wolves were getting beat every week, and we scoring, <laughs> and Traore was picking up Star Man. Star Man, yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well let's let's move on from that one. Um, got a question from um, Matt Woolley, who who's um, been a previous guest on the pod and had a cracking season last year. Um, he says, really looking to forward to the mashup of my two favourite podcasts. Um, and the question is, how long would you hold Liverpool assets, including Salah, as their foot fixture glut dries up? Um, Paul, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I, I, I'm in the same, I, I'm not in the same position, but I've got Kane and Kane's got the same volume fixtures as Salah as well. So I'm in a similar position to then. And I hadn't really considered Alvarez, and I know that if he's going to get more minutes and if he does play against Leeds and, and maybe that is 
that is a, an opportunity, an opportune time to to move on to him. I, I always thought Kane was a better dream team asset than Salah because um, of his chances created and such like that he always seems to get rated. Um, whereas Salah can be a bit more hit or miss if if he doesn't seem to put any if he doesn't score or assist, they always he doesn't uh, see rating as much. Um, so. On Salah, I think that I would look for a convenient time to perhaps move on to Alvarez, but if there's not and he doesn't start, I think with City, they do play on a few Saturdays as well, so you might see if, if Alvarez is starting, and that's a good opportunity, particularly next week when they're at home to Leeds. On you get Saturday. you get to see the lineups this week. So City at home to Leeds at 3 o'clock, Spurs on at the same time, and Liverpool play later. So if yeah. Alvarez starts, you can make the move safe in the knowledge sort of thing. Yeah, so, so, so that's a good opportunity there. Um, I think on Trent, like Liverpool just looks so bad defensively, and, and yes, he's he's picking up more assists in that new uh, role. I think it's five assists in four games now. Um, but is that enough to to warrant the outlay and the fixture volume? I still I still maintain that City will start keeping clean sheets as well. Um, maybe the two games. Maybe the two games. Regression. Game. Yeah. <laughs> well, on Liverpool's side, I can't see it, and it's just because the like. Because the part in the middle of the middle of the pitch, whereas yeah, you you got to think that City's going to pick up some clean sheets over that time. I, I think I'll be moving on Trent pretty quickly. Hmm. I'm inclined to agree. Um, the um, I, it, it's interesting. Both City and Liverpool seem to be playing with these um, inverted fullbacks, and it, and it's great if it works. But I think the whole team has to be perfect in order for it to to to, to come off. And if it only takes one mistake, particularly for Liverpool, um, a ball in in behind, and Trent's gone up, gone up, and then the other players are not covering adequately. Um, it's almost a certain goal, <laughs> unless that unless everyone's totally on it. Um, City, to a lesser lesser degree, I think, um, they're also playing that system uh, with with John Stones, but I think they've got it nailed down a bit more. So. I think that's probably why we're seeing less clean sheets from those two. Um, but it's an interesting one. I wonder, I'm wondering if that will continue. But you would think City would start picking up clean sheets at some point, um, surely. But uh, we'll see. Even, um, their, even their XG XGC on the weekend uh, in the game they conceded is something like, like 0.1. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just the same every game. But I, this and this is my downfall. Is I. I believe in the data and I believe they will keep clean sheets. I believe they will tighten up now. They'll just look to see out games, you know, and stuff and, and do it. But, yeah. Mm. Anything to add on that one, Ben? Um, no, uh, not really. Um, I think you covered it pretty well. Uh, just basically, it just depends on if you've got other fires apart in your team. Um if you don't, then you could target uh, Man City straight away. But because um, if you look at it, it's it's like an eight eight to four or a nine to four if they get to the Champions League final. If you're hoping for them to get Champions League final, um, yeah. So you could gain there if you're chasing. But if you're uh, if you if you're not chasing, you can maybe hold hold your transfers for another week in case of injuries. Because it's it's, it's going to be uh, six game weeks this month, because it goes all the way through to June the tenth if the Champions League final is included. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we've covered the the second half of that question. So moving on to to Wady, um, similar question um, for Trent owners: keep hold or keep. Um, most brought him in thinking of he would get some good returns against poor sides like Forest. Yet they are awful at defending. What are your thoughts, um, Fergie? Any thoughts on that one that we haven't already covered? Yeah, no, I, I would. Um, I think I get rid. Looking at, uh, I th- think they conceded against Brentford. Um, Away to Leicester, a bit of a tougher one. I think they'll concede against Villa as well. Um, just think there's better options. You know, Man City, more more fixtures, more chance of clean sheet. As good as Trent is, even if he gets his assist every week, which he won't, if he's conceding every week, it's just not enough enough for me personally. So, uh, yeah, that's my take. 
Yeah, I mean, Dream Team does punish you a lot harder for conceding goals than other formats, doesn't it? it so, does. in, in in something like FPL, you can Trent can score, can, can concede three goals and still end up with four or five points with just one assist. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it is tough in Dream Team in that respect. Um, cool. Anyone else got anything to add on that one before I move on? I think Liverpool had that patch of four home games and five and everyone thought they seem to be picking up results at Anfield this season um, and I think it was for that spell in particular they were looking for it so it does seem like a good time to move on. Yeah, no, as, as a Liverpool fan I would I would agree, particularly defensively, um, they're, they're, they're just a shambles. But luckily, Fergie, um, Spurs are probably more of a shambles. Oh, are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> they conceded eight eight goals in uh, what was it, twenty five minutes, and was it fifteen minutes last night? Absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, I was, and you know what, I was, I was driving last night when I saw the Richarlison equaliser come in, and it came up as just a notification on my um, on my fo- on my screen screen in my car, and I was buzzing. I thought, oh, come on. And I was fiddling to find the radio because I just left my house. And I put it on, and just as I turned it on, it was used. Yeah, I'm thinking, oh, there it is. That's the remnants of the Richarlison goal. Oh, Jota, and what an absolute signal that was! Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, what a what a crazy game that was. Uh, yeah, it was. Moving on, uh, question from Lee Hooper. Um, I'm thinking many in May. May I'm thinking many may go hard on City um, from the get-go with new transfers. Um, things are getting tight in, in the top of some of my mini-leagues. I'm thinking it might be prudent to keep transfers back and observe others uh, using and just and having a look at what they do to give me more flexibility and the ability to manoeuvre with potential injuries, rotation, um, towards the end of the se- season, um, Ben, what any thoughts on that one? You muted. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I've just come down there. Uh, uh, it's definitely a good idea uh, to do that um, and see what your your uh, rivals do. Um, obviously, make I, I would still make a couple of transfers if you're. Uh, wanting to hold some back. But yeah, try and keep two or three back for later on and then you can uh, make transfers when maybe your your rival might make five next month straight away. So you can uh, gain advantage. And obviously, like you said, uh, watch out for injuries and uh, suspensions. Okay. Uh, Paul, anything to add on that one? No, I... But I do think, that, I guess, the counter-argument is if you're going hard on City to begin with, then it's them that's got the, the fixtures at the end. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't suggest, like I'd said, one of one of my lessons learned is not using all the transfers at the start of the month for next season. But um, certainly if you're moving off players and bringing in City, I wouldn't hold back on one or two moves there, um, knowing that those guys are going to get the fixtures at the end. I'd also just add, just for example, on the Alvarez move, if he starts against Leeds, that could be an absolute bloodbath, and yeah, and you don't want to miss out on you know a couple of goals there. Just trying to be a bit conservative. Um, so I would, yeah, there's a, there's a fine balance, but I would look to bring in the high upside players, um, and maybe not bring in maybe the lower ones. I, I suppose is the only thing I would add on to that. Like Alvarez is a very high upside player if he plays against Leeds, whereas someone like I don't know, um, Akanji is isn't. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. it's not going to kill your season if you miss out on Akanji in the first couple of weeks, right? Whereas Alvarez, I, I'm not sure on Alvarez's ownership, but I'm assuming it's I'm assuming it's it's, it's low, probably sub five percent. I'm guessing it's three point. He's three point five percent owned, which is nothing. What so what a differential that would game. be to absolutely fly up the rankings as well if yeah. you know if it comes off. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that way of thinking, and sometimes you forget about that. Like, right, I know I do, and. Those high upside players, they're the ones that are the game changers. Yeah. Okay. As Bestos has been on, um, 
Pick five differentials for the running who don't play for City, United, West Ham or Brighton. I'm not sure why you'd want to, but um, he's asked the question. Uh, <laughs> only joking, Baz. Um, what do you think, Paul? Um, any picks outside I mean, I, of those seven teams? I don't know that I'd be going for any of these players, but if you're looking for a high upside based on, I guess, the relative ease of the fixtures as well, I've got Martinelli, Jesus, Wilson, Isaac, and I had Saka down. I don't know that Saka classes as a differential, though I imagine his ownership's quite high, but he was a player that wasn't mentioned from, from those teams. Mm. I, also, I do think, and again, these aren't differentials, but I do think that Kane and Salah are the two alternatives because there does seem to be a pool of five or six players that you could fit into the three slots. And we know that all of those players could get braces and two or three of the four fixtures that they've got as well. So, mm, okay. I feel, I, feel there's more variety, I feel there's more variety in the forward spots and options than there is in the midfield spaces. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Fergie, any differentials to add to that list? No, we, I went through this question with Paul before we started recording and, I gave him a couple of those, so I'll just take a bit of credit for them. He said Wilson. Other than that, I was just going to say West Ham or Brighton, but I've noticed they are in the, they are in the list of avoids, so uh, I, I, I can't think of anyone else. And and I think to just re-emphasise Paul's point, if you are going outside, then you, you know, every, you know, I think you're really risking your rank, to be honest, unless you're de- absolutely desperate. I do, I do think Wilson and Isaac. I do, I do think they could be decent picks towards the end of the season, but I think other than that, I there's just so much point potential elsewhere. I just wouldn't bother. Yeah, uh, Ben, have you got any differential picks? Yeah, um, well, I've got uh, Diaz if he plays. If he, when um, for Liverpool, oh, yeah. sorry, yeah, uh, Luis Luis Diaz. So he's hardly played this season. He's got two star mans, five goals, and three assists. He scored at the weekend, didn't he? Um, he's only 12%. I think Harry Kane will become a differential because everyone will be moving off mm. Harry Kane, probably going to either to Salah or to Alvarez. Um, he's 31% at the moment overall, and he's got 27 goals this year, six assists and seven star mans. Mm. Um, I heard you just say Wilson. Yeah, he was on, on, on my list uh Isaac as well, but they're getting rotated, aren't they? But um, they're getting minutes in every game, so. And the I think they're also. Fun. I think they're both also injury prone, and yeah, like there's a point towards the end of the season where if one of them does get injured, the other one is going to have a, a free run on some mm. really good fixtures. So uh, I just think it's mm. worth it's worth waiting a little bit on that one. Yeah, they've got an extra game next month as well. They've yeah. got five fixtures, um, and. Uh, Son, I've got down as well. He's twelve uh, percent. So four star mans, fourteen goals this year, and he's had a bad season, <laughs> and five assists. So yeah, he could be could be one for the end of the season if you want something different. No, no Madison in your list, Ben. I I note. No. <laughs> he, 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 he starts this evening, by the way, for anyone. Uh... Any Sky I'm, players? I still have to decide if I'm putting him in as my captain yet. Do the matters on here. Okay, we've got a we've got a couple of teams to look at now um, for the final two questions. Um, so um, FPL now then young man has asked us. He has said he's 57 points off the front of the um, mini of his mini league rival who has. Martinelli and Edison as main differentials. He's got one transfer left this month. What would you do with that transfer? Um, and I'll read, whilst you're having to think about that, I will read out his team. Um, if I can find it. So he's got um, De Gea in goal, Akanji, Dallo, Zinchenko in midfield, Mares, De Bruyne, Grealish, Fernandez. And up front, Harlan, Rashford, and Salah. Um, Fergie, what what would you do if you had a, a, a final transfer um, left to, to to use on before on before uh, the rollover on Friday morning? 
Um, I would take out Zinchenko for a City defender. Yeah. Ben, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's what I had down. Um, I've got stones down for Zinchenko, yeah. if you can afford that. Mm. Yeah. Paul, any, what, any, exactly any differing what thoughts on that one? Zinchenko stones is exactly what I'd written down when I seen the yeah. question coming on. So I think that's a, a resounding no-brainer there. Um, Zinchenko to stones. <clears throat> FPL Daniel, um, he's, his current side is ranked 170th. Um, what is the best way to to try and climb rankings? Any players in the in this team that need to go? Best teams to target? Use transfers early or hold? Use this month early to get in as many city players as possible. Um, and um, and he's saying he's now blocked getting Liverpool players. I'm not sure about the last part of the question, but I'm going to read out his team for the for the listeners. Uh, he's got De Gea in goal, Stones, Trippier, and Diaz. Um, in midfield, Fernandez, De Bruyne, Grealish, and Saka, and up front, Rashford, Kane, and Haaland. Um, <clears throat> ben, what would you uh, what would you recommend? Well, if you want to try and get as high as possible, um, just go for it and go uh, pretty much all City. Um, so, like say, uh, I'd probably go Kane to Kane to Alvarez. With your new transfers, um, if Alvarez starts, I'm saying at the weekend uh, against Leeds, um, Saka out for uh, a Man City midfielder, probably Mares, uh, Trippier to another Man City uh, defender. Just keep De Gea for now. Um, yeah, it's not you... far off the. Um, I suppose the aim there is to is to get into that elusive top 100, isn't yeah. it? So um, those high. Uh, high upside players are ones to, probably the ones to go for. Um, Fergie, anything to add on those? Uh, just, just once I get rid of uh, Trippier, Saka, and Kane, probably Alvarez, Mares. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to be boring, but it's just so obvious. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Paul, what do you think? Same as Fergie. I don't know that I would get rid of Trippier just now. I, I'd hold. I'd, I'd maybe hold the transfer back. Newcastle mm. do have five games, yeah, which is less than City's. But in City's run, they have, whilst they are a bit probably the best defensive team in the Premier League, notwithstanding clean sheets and stuff this season, when, when they're in full flow, they're probably the best defensive team. But they do play Real Madrid twice in that period, who are one of Europeans' best attacking teams mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, Paul's had to, to shoot off, but uh, thanks for Paul for coming on. Um, so now we're going to go through the team, the remaining team updates. How are you getting on this week, Fergie? And um, any plans for um, for your trans for the new transfers that are coming on Friday? Yeah, this week. Sorry, get my uh, team. I can't see how many points I scored this week. I've done um, okay. I, I don't. What time do I look at points? I just look at my rank all the time. But um, I think last time I was on, I, was, I think I was hovering around like. 20k, 25k. Bear in mind, there was 340k at World Cup. I'm 10.5k now, so I've had a, a pretty good month. Um, got De Gea and Shaw at the back. Obviously, they kept the clean sheets on the weekend, probably unexpectedly, I think, against um, the keeper against. I can't, I can't really catch it against now. Uh, 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 Villa. Aston Villa. Villa. But I, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really expecting that, but I held on to him. Uh, I've got Stones and I've got a Kanji. Uh, Stones got uh, three points. Um, even though they conceded again, uh, I've got De Bruyne. I had Mares, which was, you know, as as Ben said, I've always said. I think, I think I said it last year with Mares, didn't I? He's he's just he can get a hat trick. He, he's one of those players who can who can change a season in an instant, and he's and he's really done that. For I think he rose me from like eighteen k to about twelve k with that one performance. But I really like holding Mares. I've got Bruno and I've got Bowen, who's he's he's ticked along all right. He's um I, I haven't got his I haven't got his scores in front of me. Um let's have a quick look if I can see them. He's got 134 for the season, but I know he's had like a couple of assists recently and I, th- I think he scored a few weeks ago as well. So while not being probably as explosive as I wanted from him, given mind the extra European games, he's ticked along okay. But he's I think he's he's probably scored more than Saka this month, who I 
I took him out for, so I'm quite happy with that. And then up front, um, Rashford, Haaland, and Salah. So I know some people took out Rashford um, when he was when he was injured, won it, which was hard luck. Read. I was really M and R in, and then you got that word that he might be all right and stuff. And Rashford is the kind of player with the end of the season in sight. You don't want to waste two transfers, take him out and bring him in. So I decided to leave him in, thankfully. And and the same for Shaw actually, because he had a knock as well, didn't he? So um, yeah, overall ten and a half k. Um, looking at my team going into next month, um, you know, after, after we've chatted, obviously this afternoon, I think um, if Alvarez starts, I think Salah to Alvarez is probably something I'll do. I know Liverpool are home to Brentford, and Liverpool are pretty good at home, but I, th- I think the upside for Alvarez in that Leeds game and for the rest of the month is just massive. It also frees up May, so I've got zero point zero in the bank. So I'm not sure how much Alvarez is actually, but I'm assuming that'll free me up like probably four or five million, I'm guessing, um, which will help. Um, I'm tempted to leave him Bowen. I'm not I'm not sure. I do like those AZ games. I'm yeah. not, not really sure, but I do want Grealish because I, I haven't got Grealish and he's such a steady returner. So Bowen to Grealish is a potential. Um, and then after that, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm tempted. I think I'm tempted to kind of leave it maybe because I have got Four United players who've obviously got all those. Um, uh, actually, they haven't got all those fixtures, have they? What am I talking about? They haven't got all. They've got six. Fixtures. They've gone towards the end. Yeah. 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 They've gone towards the end, haven't they? So, um, pro- I'll probably, I'll probably move a United or player um, on onto onto another, but I definitely want to leave a couple of transfers back as well um, because mm. I don't want to go into the end of the season with two or three injuries with all those fixtures still to play. So that's why, yeah, I'm, even though even though Paul rated his own team uh, five out of ten at being 4K overall, I think my recovery from 340K to on the brink of 10K is I'm really, really happy with that, actually, because mm. and I'm just disappointed. I, I think I played the second half season really well, but my first half season was absolutely awful, and, it, and you know, it, it's eventually cost me, so... But um, yeah, that's my team and plans, and hoping to keep on have a strong finish, and maybe even finish, you know, in you know between like five and ten k, which would be, a, mm. you know, a, a hell of an achievement for where I was. I think Alvarez is three point nine million, so I'd save like over five million. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty good saving. We're not going to go through Tony's team this week, but um, he is still riding high in thirty fifth place as we speak. Um, so he's having a great season. Um, we're, we're all we're all uh, cheering him on and hoping he can get back into that uh, into the upper echelons. Um, ben, how are you getting on this week? And um, any plans for the start of May? Um, this team is now four point two k. Got thirty four points this week. Two thousand one hundred eighty five points. Um, yeah. De Gea got five, Alexander Arnold, Kanji got nothing, and Juan Bissaka didn't play. Uh, Bruno Fernandes got an eight, a goal. Bowen nothing, De Bruyne uh, nothing, did not play. Mares five for an assist. Rashford nothing. Salah and Haaland got eight points each. Um, yeah, like I was saying, uh, Salah possibly to Alvarez. If he starts against Leeds, like I said, it's possible eight to eight for four, or it's a possible nine for four. It, I, I was a bit funny about Alvarez before, last month because he was getting rotated a lot, but after Pep's comments at the weekend, he's saying he wants to get him in the team somehow. Um, it's really interesting me in him now. I was thinking about him anyway for the end of the end of the season when. Uh, Premier League finishes and Man City will have the FA Cup final and the Champions League final, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So he would definitely be one of my transfers at some point. Uh, I've got Bowen there. So Bowen, I'm just going to keep for another week, I think. Um, De Bruyne and Mahrez keep. I'm, fa- I'm happy with the midfield. Fernandez, I could move him on to Grealish, but Bruno's doing all right. Um, I'll keep him in. He's still got extra fixtures at the end of the month. Six games for United. Trent is a one I'm probably going to look at 
moving out. He's uh, still get, he's getting assists every game, isn't he? But um, if they concede, then it like knocks his rating. So it's one of them. You, are you better off getting two bites of the cherry every week with a Man City defender and possible clean sheets? Uh, more chance of clean sheets anyway. But um, yeah, I could hold for another week or I could jump on Man City uh, and attack that. Um, Wan-Bissaka is a bit frustrating. I think it was just a rotation thing, giving my last year a game. But that like uh, United have only got two singles for the next two game weeks, so that's another possible jump off to a City player. And then De Gea, I'm not really that fussed about changing my goal at this point in the season. Um, if I had, if I had more transfers, I'd bring Edison in. But um, five transfers, I'm probably going to stay with De Gea now. For the rest of the season, yeah, cool. What about you? Did, uh, well, have you noticed, Ben, that I am three points behind you in my pod team, right? Um, but I'm much better set up for the next month than you are, yeah, because um, you have more transfers, don't you? <laughs> and I'm I've out. still got one transfer left. Um, so my current team is De Gea and Goal, Stones Walker, who's Probably just a, he was a temporary fix for mm. uh, Ake, um, Akanji. So I, I've got three. So I've got three city of, in the back, in my back line already. Um, Matoma, Fernandez, Mares, and, and De Bruyne, and Rashford, Haaland, and Kane up front. So um, that last transfer this month I've got is probably going to be Matoma to Grealish, I think. Um, I don't like don't I don't like I mean the trouble is Brighton are looking like they're going they are going to score hats hatfuls every game but uh, I don't apart from like them, Forest. looking at fixtures as much okay? apart from against Forest when we needed them to <laughs> yeah well the Forest were lucky there weren't they because they they caught Brighton at the right time off mm. the back of that um, of the semi final and they you know they were knackered so. Yeah, lucky for Forrest that not so lucky for for Leicester by the sounds of it. They're a, they're um, a different team at home, aren't they, Forrest to to away? Yeah, they certainly are. It's got That's the twelfth man there. Yeah, one win away all season, isn't it? I think they, they they've managed. So yeah, I'm thinking um probably Matoma to Grealish to get that three City in midfield. I'll probably leave Fernandez in there for now. Um, and that's that's the. I do like the I, I I'm I'm coming around to this Alvarez idea myself. I have to say, mm-hmm. um, if I see that he's starting at the weekend, and uh, I don't know, it could be, with Kane only having a few fixtures left, um, mm-hmm. it might be an option. But the trouble is, he's such a star man magnet. Yeah, nice um, fixture at the weekend as well. Yeah. Alice at home. It's uh, yeah. the, the, uh, we haven't covered Brighton on the pod so far. Um, Looking at their fixtures, they've got six games next month, but it's a single against Everton at home. I possibly, if I have Brighton already, I possibly will be holding them for mm. that game. Mm. And then you've got a double game week, double mm-hmm. game week after that. True. Um, yeah. I know they're ch- it's tough double game week, Arsenal away, Newcastle away, but they seem to do better against the better teams. Mm. Um, if you look at their record this year, they've lost points at Leicester, against Leicester, Leeds, not- Nottingham Forest, but then they go and beat Chelsea, Liverpool, teams like that. So um, I think they beat Man U as well, haven't they? So it's an uh, interesting one. So it'd be a nice differential as well, I think, if you could keep hold of Mitoma. Yeah. So if I heard, I mean, it's to be a risky manoeuvre. Mm. When I put Walker in, it was only a um, as a temporary measure because I, yeah. I don't really rate him necessarily as a... But what, would I want to use that last transfer to switch back to Ake if I got positive news? It's could be. It's always, bringing a player back in that's just coming back from injury is always a risk, isn't it? Because um, mm. they might break down again. So I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. I don't like burning a transfer, but that is an option. I'll have to give yeah. that some more thought. Maybe the so, goalkeeper. Maybe the goalkeeper could go. Well, um, go to Edison though, because I can't afford Edison. So. Oh, you can't afford Edison from De Gea. No. Okay, yeah, that's tricky then. I don't that think it's very tricky. Yeah, 
So yeah, I mean Edison would be an ob- obvious choice not to to waste the transfer. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Fo- Foden comes back and has a yeah. storming end to the season as mm. well. I mean he is in the mix, isn't he? It, you know, we know what he can do. He, he's showing glimpses of it um, when he came back and then he got injured again. So um, he is one to watch, I think, um, for me anyway. Yeah, and Bernardo Silva gets all the big matches, doesn't he, as well? He'll be mm. playing against Madrid, I would imagine, instead of yeah. Mahrez. Mahrez probably Mahrez will get the easier fixtures, which is okay for me if he misses the Champions League games because he, he's quite prolific anyway when he plays. Yeah. So even if he doesn't have the same amount of games as the other players, he's, he's still got a good chance of scoring a goal or two. Mm. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. This, we're just going to wrap up. We're not going to do the normal league table updates. We're just going to, for a change, we're going to run through the overall top 10 leaderboard. Um, so in 10th, um, in we've got Harry Carr. In 9th, Andrew Foote. Um, we've got Chris Hall in 8th and 7th. Um, in 6th, we've got Martin Powell. 5th, Simon Davis, Nagshead Rovers, um, friend of the pod. Fifth is Mark Akrasa. Third is Bodo Wagner. And um, second, we've got Carl Watts. And at the top, we've got Andrew Cadman. Um, I know you asked me to put this in, Ben. Did you have anything you wanted to add? No, just uh, coming to the end of the season now, and I thought it'd be nice to give a shout out to the lads at the top, or the lads and ladies, whoever's yeah. at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. Are they all in contention? There's quite a so content still, still, still make first. I um, think there's um, it's probably a too big a gap there. Eighty I think, points, but, um, eighty points there. So yeah, so there's this uh, right at the top. I would say that obviously the, uh, you've got a thirty point gap between second and third or um 29 points so yeah um i think the guy the two guys at the top look to be the the favorites at this stage mm. you, if you keep hold of kane and he gets a hat trick or two you could be laughing couldn't you <laughs> you could differential yeah, yeah. Sure. Le- well, leads um... last game of the season isn't it for tottenham yeah 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 could be could be a mall in there. Well, yeah, but it'd be like five all because Spurs can't defend. Spurs go five nil down in thirty minutes and draw five all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, thanks, thanks, chaps. I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Dream Team Tonic. Um, thanks a lot for coming on, Fergie. And um, no worries, guys. Thank you. Call it a good night there, I think. Good night, chaps. Good night. Good night, guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening.